0: Greetings, listeners. It is I, D.B. Spitzer, in Farmer Days, here once again to talk to you about the Cthulhu mythos, its books, its monsters, its unfortunate human casualties,
1: its timeline in general, and even its tangential bits, like the dreamlands or things of a weird nature that are Lovecraftian-leaning. Keep clean, look cool, have cool stickers to put on stuff.
0: The Reader's Corner A meeting place for readers of Astounding Stories About reprints From time to time the editors of Astounding Stories receive letters, like the two that follow, in which readers beg us to run reprints. And now we feel it's time to call attention to the very good reasons why we must refuse. We admit right off that some splendid science-fiction stories have been published in the past, but are those now being printed in any way inferior to them? And even better ones being written today? Since a whole civilization now stirs with active interest in science, since three or five times as many writers are now supplying us with stories to choose from? since science and scientific theory have reached so immeasurably much farther into the realm of the unknown possible? The answer is an emphatic, yes. We all know it. A trip to the moon, for instance, was a good story, but shall we keep reprinting it today, when recent revolutionary theories of space-time scream to modern authors for science fiction treatment? In the last ten years the whole aspect, the whole future of science has broadened, we have sensed an infinity beyond infinity and who would be so unmodern as to cling to the oft-told stories of the older science and neglect the thrilling riches of the new the saturday evening post again for instance has been publishing good stories for years but who would have them reprint the old ones instead of keeping giving us good new ones Would it be fair to 99% of our readers to force on them reprint novels they have already read, or had a chance to read, to favor the 1% who have missed them? Of course it wouldn't, and all of our readers in that 1% will gladly admit it. And how about our authors? Contrary to the old-fashioned opinion, authors must eat, and how will they eat and lead respectable lives? and keep out of jail if we keep reprinting their old stories and turning down their new ones. After all, eating is very important. Those who wouldn't simply refrain from eating would have to get jobs as messengers, and errand boys, etc., with the result that much of our fascinating modern science fiction would never be written. It would be much cheaper for us to buy once used material. It would greatly reduce our task of carefully reading every story that comes to our office, in hopes to find in a fine new story or a potentially good author. But it would be very unwise and very unfair, as you have seen. Many more reasons could be given, but these few are the more important ones back of our policy of avoiding reprints. Enough said. The editor. Once reprints dear editor in your april issue in answer to a correspondent you stated that you were avoiding reprints now that's too bad some of the best science fiction tales are reprints witness the blind spot by homer Aon flint and austin hall the war in the air by h.g wells the purple sapphire by john 10 the Conquest of Mars by Garrett P. Service Darkness and Dawn and Into the Great Oblivion and the Afterglow and the Air Trust all by George Allen England You are proud and rightfully so of your great author Ray Cummings Why not give us several stories which help to build his glory? Here are several Toronto the Conqueror The Man on the Meteor the girl in the Golden Atom, the man who mastered time, the fire people. Guess I'll sign off now and give the other fellows a chance. Isidomanion, 544 Myrtle Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. What think you all? Dear Editor, There is one question I would like to ask. Perhaps some of the other readers of Astounding Stories can answer it. Could a person remember his own death in a former incarnation? Some say no, and some say yes. If it's true that you can't, the whole fabric of the wonderful story, one of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful I have ever read, The Moon Made by Edgar Rice Burroughs, is built on a fallacy. You see, I am a believer in reincarnation, and I would surely like to correspond with others who are also. Wouldn't that also disprove the whole theory of reincarnation, if it's true? I think it's not true, but I may be wrong. Is reincarnation a proven theory or unproven? You say you are going to avoid reprints. Now that is a mistake. Of course, some you might avoid, such as those of Wells, Verney, etc., though I would like you to publish Wells' short stories. There are many that haven't been published in any magazine for a long time, or at all. But please, oh please, do publish A. Mary's Through the Dragon Glass, and give it a cover illustration. It's the only one, I think, that I want particularly, but I do want it. If you publish any of H.G. Wells' works, give them cover illustrations too and published a lot by Merritt, Edgar Rice-Barrows, and authors like that. We haven't as yet printed a story of the type that A. Merritt writes, and that is one thing this magazine needs, and lots of them, as they are the cream of science fiction, and the more of them you have, the better. They are my favorites, and next come those that Edgar Rice-Barrows writes, also John Taine, Worth K. Bryant. 406 north third street yakima washington the s lynn rora society dear editor this is to inform you that we have organized a society known as the s lynn rora society of great atlanta a branch of the science correspondence club this society's purpose is to first assist the science correspondence club and its affiliated branches in the promotion of science and scientific fiction. Second, to create a greater interest in science and science fiction among the laymen, who are already interested, and to create an interest among those who are not at the present interested and to hold their interest. At the present time we have in our library over 300 scientific books, a large collection of ores and rocks from different states and countries, classified, a large collection of fossilized bones, a 3-inch refracting telescope, and a 10-inch one in the course of construction, and a large clubhouse. Any information regarding this society can be obtained by addressing R.A. Marks, Jr., 893 York Avenue, SW Atlanta, Georgia. Or the undersigned FB Eason 400 Jefferson Avenue E point Georgia unused to the smallest size dear editor I have but one comment on your magazine and that is having complete sets of other science fiction magazines I would also like to save astounding stories but in its present size and condition it looks like trash why not have a ballot to what size the magazine shall be? By having the price raised to 25 cents, it can cover the extra expense. I we'll Would surely like to add another magazine to my collection. am hereby hoping you will do this for the sake of science fiction lovers all over the country. Sydney Mac, 1676, seventy-six, fifty-ninth Street, Brooklyn, New York. The Science Ears Broadcasts Dear Editor, For the benefit of the readers of astounding stories who live in New York, a club known as the Science Ears has recently been formed. Its purpose is to promote informal fellowship among science fiction fans and foster discussion of modern developments, theories and projects in the realm of science. The organization is open to all persons over 16 years of age who are interested in science fiction and its relation to the various fields of present-day science. Since regular weekly meetings are held, the membership is necessarily restricted to residents of New York City and vicinity. A cordial invitation to join the science is hereby extended to all interested. Further information may be obtained by writing to the undersigned Alan Glasser, 961 Forest Avenue, New York, New York. Congratulations for both. Dear editor, congratulations for us both, your company for publishing this magazine, myself for being able to buy same. Have just finished reading the second issue. It's very good. I read every story in both issues. You bet I am going to be a steady reader from now on. I like this type of story very much. In fact, read two other magazines that publish stories of this type every month. I know with great pleasure that in the March issue you are starting to publish the first quarter of interplanetary story by Ray Cummings. This is indeed good news. I have had the pleasure of reading five of his novels this past year and I greatly enjoyed all of them. Along with Edgar Rice Burroughs, Ray Cummings is an ace-high author on these unpredictable future stories. Some four or five years ago, I read in a magazine a portion of two interplanetary stories by Ray Cummings. Now to the point. I wonder if it's possible for you to obtain Mr. Cummings' permission to have your company publish these two stories. Their names, I believe, are... To to the Conqueror and into the Fourth Dimension. I, for one, would greatly appreciate this favor. Please do your best to try and publish these novels this coming year. Thanks. William L. Ebelin, 3906, Springdale Avenue, Baltimore, Maryland. Likes the small size. Dear Editor. I received a pleasant surprise when I first bought your wonderful magazine. I started in with the second issue, but I wish I could get the first. All the stories are good. The best of them, I think, is Ray Cummings' story, "Brigands of the Moon. I have read the first three parts and am eagerly waiting for the last. And now for something about the makeup of the magazine. I like the small size, and holding the magazine together with two staples is good. The cover designs are very good, but the pictures inside could be improved on. H. Weser is a good artist. How about publishing the magazine twice a month? Charles Barrett, 135 Spring Street, Woodbury, New Jersey. Thanks anyhow. Dear editor, I hope that you are not going to have a blue cover every month. I would like to see a different colored background every month the cover on the marsh issue should have been black because space is black i wish that you would have full page picture for each story Wesley the best artist you have the others haven't enough imagination i gave brigands of the moon by ray Cummings first place in the March issue of astounding stories it promises to be his best story since tyrrhenna the conqueror the places of other stories are as follows second vandals of the stars third The Soul Master. Fourth. Cold Light. Fifth. From the Ocean's Depths. If you would enlarge astounding stories to eleven and three quarters by eight and a half, it would be seen more easily on the newsstands, and its circulation would increase. Please publish it on the first of the month instead of the first Thursday. Jack Darrow, forty two twenty five North Spalding Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. All readers are extended a sincere and cordial invitation to come over in the Reader's Corner and join in our monthly discussion of stories, authors, scientific principles and possibilities. Everything that's of common interest in connection with our astounding stories. Although from time to time the editor may make a comment or so, this is a department primarily for readers, and we want you to make full use of it. Likes, dislikes, criticism, explanations, roses, brickbats, suggestions, everything's welcome here. So come over in the reader's corner and discuss it with all of us. The editor. End of section 23. End of Astounding Stories 7. July 1930. By Various.
1: Rob Poynton from the Innsmouth Book Club. Join me and my fellow guide John Chadwick as we take you on a fortnightly tour of Innsmouth. We visit places such as the Picture House, the Library and Innsmouth Museum to discuss all aspects of weird fiction whether it be book, film, music, TV or art. As well as that we stop over at the Gilman House to have a chat with a resident guest that includes authors, artists, musicians, in fact, Lovecraftian creatives of all types. You can find our free shows on Patreon, and there you can also sign up as a patron, which brings you bonus content, plus a monthly PDF copy of Innsmouth News, which features articles, author spotlights, all the latest news and reviews, and more. You can find us at patreon.com Forward slash Innsmouth BC. We hope to see you soon. Because remember, Innsmouth isn't just a place, it's a state of mind.
0: Thank you once again for listening to People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. You can help show your support by going to the show notes and following any of the links that'll tell you how to support the show, and how to support our guests. And thank you to all of our guests you can find in the show notes. Rate, review, subscribe. And remember, patrons get
1: priority access to asking us questions, suggesting topics, even, I don't know, uh, submitting stuff.
0: Actually, you don't have to be a patron to submit anything. That's how Dave got on the show, and that's how you can get on the show, too. It's the People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends... Thank you for listening. Back to the show.
1: Prepare for a spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Hear your host, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classics and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. So